Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIM Primetime. Hour three of VSIN prime time on a Wednesday night, getting you ready for everything ahead of us. Thursday night football, a big old slate of college football and action on our televisions right now, which is a beautiful thing. The World Series game four starting momentarily with the Phillies, a slight favorite over the Houston Astros. That's Sean King, the man, the myth, the legend, 1998 Liberty Bowl champ. Yeah, I don't know what Bowling Green's doing right now. I was Sean distracted. also has Bowling Green. Yeah, I'm not uh, really sure what they're doing. Well, let's uh, let's bring in our next guest, uh, frequent contributor to our show, which we always appreciate. You can catch him on Daily Wager quite often on ESPN. See him every night with Scott Van Pelt on SportsCenter. And also check out the podcast, Stanford Steve and the Bear. It is Stanford Steve, Steve Coughlin. Steve, uh, fantastic slate. And I, I want to jump actually just slightly over Georgia, Tennessee, and go to Alabama, LSU, because I know you've been to those games at night in Death Valley. There is no, and I've never been there in person, but I think you could attest to it, no better atmosphere in all of college football than a night game in Baton Rouge. It's a big old number down there. What are you expecting on Saturday night in Baton Rouge between Alabama and LSU? That's the big question, Tim. Uh, I think, I, I don't know what to expect from Alabama's defense. Right? We saw a good Alabama defense go to Texas and be the reason they won there. We saw an okay Alabama defense go to Arkansas and pull out a second-half win there. We saw a bad Alabama defense go to Knoxville and get, get a dose from the Vol. So how do, they, how do they respond? How do they get ready off a of bye week? We know Saban's had the crowd noise, you know, blaring at practice all week. That's what he does. 
to get his teams ready. They don't. They can't talk during practice. It's all hand signals and, and different ways of communicating there to get ready for a road game like this. But Alabama's kind of eating this this atmosphere up in Baton Rouge. Being at the games, I never saw an LSU win. I think I've been to four of them. Uh, I never saw an LSU win at home against Alabama. So when I look at this matchup, I think LSU is going to come out sky high uh, with how well the offense is played. But I just look at Bryce Young and the Alabama offense elongating games the way they do, frustrating you, getting third and longs and keeping your defense on the field. I think that stuff wears on you, and I just don't think LSU's roster is there yet for one of those 60-minute games. They could go to Florida and win a shootout, no problem. They could beat up an inferior defense in Ole Miss. But when I think about guys like you know Will, Ar- Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, coming off the edge snap after snap against two freshman tackles, I think Daniels is going to get antsy. I think Saban will have that pass rush discipline where they're not running upfield and giving automatic pa- uh, run lanes for Jaden Daniels to, to take right away. So I think the discipline of Alabama wears out over, over 60 minutes. I think that gets the job done. I don't want to give 13. I would look at the over. I think that would be a play because you know LSU is not going to stop and you know Alabama's offense is coming out with the foot on the gas. Yeah, Stan, if I like it for the same reason. I just I'll add in that both of LSU's losses are to dual-threat quarterbacks that had really good games. Mm-hmm. And Bryce Young is better mm-hmm. than Jordan Travis. And even though Hinton Hooker's having a, a great year, and Bryce Young is better than Hinton Hooker. So I think that defense yeah. figuring out how to get off the field on third down against a guy <clears throat> excuse me, that can run around and make plays, I, I just think it's something they haven't proven they can do yet. Yep. We're talking to Stanford Steve. You can follow him on Twitter at Stanford Steve 82. All right, let's get to the big boy. 3.30 Eastern, CBS, Georgia, Tennessee. Uh, I saw your colleague at ESPN, David Purdom, uh, tweet out, I believe, 80% somewhere in that ballpark of early action. I want to say at Caesars. I'll have to double-check the tweet. But mm-hmm. I, I would say it's comparable at most sports books, Steve, that people are filing in on Tennessee understandably so they're ranked number one in uh, college football playoff rankings I think rightfully so and they're catching north of a touchdown against Georgia you got a total of 66 um you know I, I'll say this before getting your thoughts I was impressed by Tennessee defensively I thought they stepped up and and, and looked pretty pretty good against Kentucky so maybe mm-hmm. that gives some optimism to uh, old Rocky Top but you're going on the road to Athens how do you see this one playing out on Saturday afternoon well, just like Ohio State last week, I wanted to see them go on the road and face some adversity and see how they responded. And Ohio State stepped up, you know, down in the fourth quarter, go down, I think the, the drive was six plays. They get the lead and they never look back. That's, that's what I want to see from good teams going on the road. It's been a while for Tennessee. I still hold that LSU win back a little bit. LSU didn't have offensive line, defensive guys out. And the game is, is over when LSU fumbles the opening kickoff. This is a whole different animal you got an offensive line that's definitely the best that, that, that Tennessee defense has had to go against. I think Georgia's going to score with no problem all the way through the game. What I look at is the Georgia defense. Now, this isn't Georgia's defense from last year. We know that. But when you think about Kirby Smart's defense, he likes to play man-to-man. And I think he's going to do a good job of mixing up coverages because when you're watching the tape of Tennessee and you're trying to prepare for that offense, you've got to get sick of seeing busted coverage after busted coverage <laughs> against zone coverage. So I think he's going to come with a physical style. I think he'll keep guys back and play the run with minimal guys. I think they'll do some bump and run to take away that screen game, tackling in space. Because Hendon 
is not a guy that's going to throw on the run. He likes to throw from the pocket. When he runs, he's running the football to move the chains. So I think Georgia's going to take that and, and limit those and say, you want to run? Go ahead. We'll give you eight yards here. We'll give you eight yards here. And I think Georgia will be comfortable if they could just you know, let Tennessee, Tennessee matriculate the ball down the field and get in the red zone. Think about it. We don't see Tennessee in the red zone because of all the plays. And I think Georgia's defense, even though it's not the best secondary, there's still enough talent in that secondary, whether it's guys at corner, safety, star, nickel, wherever they're going to put guys, they have very, very good football players. And over the long haul, this game, I think you're going to see the totality of Georgia's roster take over. I'll put their two deep up against anybody in the country. I might take it over anyone in the country. And I think that plays out in a win in a great atmosphere, which Tennessee has not faced. They went to Pitt, got an overtime win. This is a whole different animal because I think, George, like I said, Georgia's offense is going to be fine. I still don't like giving, giving more than a touchdown here. I think it's a dead over game. Uh, but I think Georgia pulls it out. I, really, I wouldn't be shocked if Tennessee could do it. I just think Georgia brings to the table things that Tennessee will struggle with and hasn't seen yet this year. You know, Stanford, uh, here's something that I'm going to watch, and I've kind of learned this, you know, because of my time coaching in a college. I actually had Sterling Gilbert, who came from Tulsa, but they all kind of originated under that Art Browse high school tree. There are levels to game day play calling in that system. Like, a lot of teams yep. utilize the splits. They give the illusion that they're yep. a hurry-up offense, but they're really not. They hurry up and get to the line yep. of scrimmage, and they look to the sideline, and they make an adjustment. Josh Heupel and Alex Golish have surpassed Kendall Browse, in my opinion, as the best game-day play callers I've seen that are running this system. They don't second-guess themselves. They don't hesitate. They always keep you on the defensive. They are getting that ball snapped at a pace and tempo that taxes anybody that they play. So to me, that's the game inside of the game. Those busted coverages come because in order to not let those screen, those protected screens, by the way, because the front receivers protect blocking, to not let those turn into chunk plays, you have to get downhill on the edges. But the minute that Josh and Alex see that, that's when they start giving you the double moves and giving you the vertical routes with speed and size. They have both of those. That's what gave Bama trouble. And then they run it just enough so your safeties have to stay locked in to the run game. I, I mean, I'm going to be fascinated by Kirby. Can he get his guys lined up? Because they, yeah. they are a true hurry-up offense. No, no doubt. And I think Georgia will. You could read today. He admitted it. Look at their schedule. They've been able to prepare for Tennessee for multiple weeks. And you said it right there. They will be disciplined to get lined up. You don't have to be in the right defense at all, but you got to get lined up so you have some kind of balance. And I think that can help you dictate what you're going to see from Tennessee. But you're right. Tennessee, the, the advanced mindset they have in calling plays, where the ball goes out of bounds, what hashes it on, who, who, dropped, who had that last catch that gave the ball to the ref, they are so far ahead of other teams. It's amazing when you look at it. But I, I really think Georgia has the goods and, like I said, the wherewithal and the depth uh, to, to, to keep up. You're probably, you're probably going to learn about some you know, young freshman or sophomore that hasn't played a lot that's going to make plays in this Georgia game because it's going to be his first time out there. And that's what I always think when you deal with Alabama, Georgia, this level team. They have guys you haven't heard about that are really good. Yep. How big a loss yep. is Nolan Smith? I, I think getting Carter's bigger, back is bigger. Because he's an absolute game wrecker. He's their biggest difference maker up front. And they can play the run with four, maybe five guys. 
The thing is with Georgia that they have the ability to do, it's not their style, is I saw Pitt really confuse Hooker with some exotic blitzes out of those five-man fronts. So I'm, I'm curious to see. I think, I think Kirby's going to have plenty of bullets in the gun as far as defense, whether it's man, press, you know, blitzes, you know, fake blitzes, all that stuff. Georgia's going to have the whole kitchen sink ready for Hooker. Chad, once again with Stanford, Steve, catch him on uh, SportsCenter tonight. Last week on SportsCenter, your best bet was Notre Dame against Syracuse. That comes home with, with relative ease outside of, you know, my text to you. Um, <laughs> oh, so he does text during the there, Notre Dame there's game. A sele- okay. There's a select right. few that get angry to text from I'm me. I'm envious of you now, uh, Steve. <laughs> final minute here, Steve. How do you see Notre Dame-Clemson yeah. playing out? How long can the Notre Dame defense keep them in the game? That, that's where I think I think Clemson's super vanilla on offense. I think Notre Dame's front gives uh, Clemson a lot of problems. This is the best defensive front uh, Clemson has faced. Notre Dame has faced two really good offenses and played well on the road in Ohio State and North Carolina. I don't think they're going to be wowed by anything Clemson does offensively. Can they get stop after stop? Because I think Notre Dame's going to have to take some time to figure things out. They're going to have to be stubborn with running the ball to use play action and quick throws. And maybe, you know, if, if Pine can't throw the ball, maybe they use all those tight ends with Notre Dame and try and use him in the run game. Whereas, you know, you get multiple tight ends in there and you start creating outside lanes that, that defenses don't have, you know, um, responsibility for, that'll be the key to me. Uh, but it should be a good one. I think Notre Dame's primed for one. At Stanford's two, as Stanford Steve, 82. Steve, as always, man, we appreciate it. Thank you, guys. There he is. Stanford Steve from ESPN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love. BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN prime time. We keep our loaded College football breakdowns going in 15 minutes. Bud Elliott from CBS Sports, the Cover 3 podcast. Uh, he will join us in just a little bit. We'll get his favorite plays of the week. I'll pass these along. Uh, I know Stanford Steve does write-ups as well. But we uh, we got in the weeds on, on three big games. He does like, and I didn't get his analysis, so check it out on ESPN.com or on his podcast. But he does like Florida State minus the 7.5 and, and Baylor plus the 3.5 mm-hmm. at Oklahoma. So uh, just... Uh, Pointing those out uh, as great stuff as always from uh, from Stanford. Steve, should we update the people on the Mac? Uh, hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, in our rollover contest, uh, Sean and I both were victorious. Same bet last night. We went over Buffalo and Ohio. Uh, Sean is going Bowling Green minus four and a half. They lead three nothing with a minute forty eight to go in the second quarter. But uh, they are inside the red zone. Yeah, are they, they gonna kick four. here? I hope they do. I've been watching them on offense. I hope the last thing they need to think about doing is going for it. Um, 
You know what? I'm going to try to mush them, and I don't know if the reverse mush will work, but Femi yesterday, because this is a competition between our show and the show that follows us, uh, VEASAN Live Bet tonight with Femi Abebefe and uh, Wes Reynolds, Femi went Ball State plus 230 money line yesterday. Mm -hmm. That hit. He took the $330, because we started with a hypothetical 100, and put it on Central Michigan plus 195 money line. The chips are up 21 to nothing. Yeah, I got in it with plus 180 <laughs> when I heard the news. Uh, what's the name? Wasn't Rocky playing. Lombardi wasn't playing. Yeah, I mean, I'm pulling for Femi. Hopefully he's playing these as well. Yeah. I'm just telling you, like, if we get hot, this thing could get up to some big numbers here quick. That's the beauty of the rollover. Uh, both myself, uh, I made it. Change our bankroll. I went. Uh, I was at the line of scrimmage, Sean, and I saw. I saw something in the defense, and I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We got to change the play here." So uh, initially, I was going to go NIU Bowling Green money line parlay. Then we got news that Rocky Lombardi wasn't playing. I said, "Nope, give me uh, Central Michigan plus the five. Uh, Aaron Oster, the producer of Visa and Live Bet tonight, is also on Central Michigan plus the six because he got it earlier. And uh, Wes Reynolds is uh, very curious about what is going to happen here. Did they already kick the field goal? Uh, I think it was a timeout. It was a timeout. It's fourth and five. He has what? uh, Western Michigan plus plus three three in in the the first first half. half. And I have Bowling Green Green minus minus four and a half. Unfortunately for Wes, I'm not rooting for his bet. I'm hoping they go up six and then it just gets larger from there. And then producer Britton has uh, under... 57 and a half in Central Michigan, NIU, 21 nothing that in that game as NIU, as uh, as he just let me know, live total 47 and a half. So. It's looking good. I'm all for it. I got Central Michigan. They're up 21. I hope it's a rocking chair game. I'm cool with 35 zip, Britt. I'm with you when you're right. All right. Uh, we do have the baseball World Series. Uh, that, of course, would be the World Series. Uh, up two games to one are the Philadelphia Phillies. Bottom first, <coughs> Reese Hoskins at the plate with one out. And uh, a scoreless game there between Houston and Philadelphia. Did you end up playing anything in this? No. I told you I, I, I put myself in purgatory. <laughs> I'm not allowed to play anything in the rest of the baseball season. I don't have any strong opinions, and better off just leave it there. So we like doing this, and I always tweet this out uh, each and every week because uh, Chris Andrews, our good friend from the South Point, South Point Sportsbook Director, He joins us every Friday, by the way, at 8.30 Eastern to give us the latest on where the action is coming in. And uh, last week gave you some interesting information. Sharps were on Notre Dame. Uh, Public was on Syracuse. Notre Dame ends up winning and covering uh, with relative ease. But he puts out Game of the Year line. South Mm -hmm. Point does. And he he did this in early June this past summer. And it's interesting to me to always look at the the tweaks. You know, here we are in November now. How much has changed? How much hasn't changed? So you look at Tennessee and Georgia, Sean, and that number seems pretty big right now. It's at eight. You know, I just saw John Ewing from BetMGM say 90% of the money right now is on Tennessee, which is interesting because we haven't really seen a whole lot of uh, of movement. 90% of the bets, I beg your pardon, are on, uh, on Tennessee. This game opened 12 mm-hmm. in favor of Georgia, which I'll say this, Sean, I bet you preseason, most people thought that was short because I don't think there was a high expectation. I don't. Nobody thought they would be number one in the country, but I don't think there was a high expectation. I think there was mixed feelings on what Tennessee could ultimately be. Obviously, they have exceeded expectations. 
But the number is only four points off from where it was in June to where it is now, and Tennessee sits as the number one team in the country. I still say this, and I, I know we're talking about game of the year lines. And, no, you can talk about listen, I was I was one that thought Georgia wouldn't necessarily take a step back, but if they ever were, this would be the year they did it. I couldn't decide between Tennessee and Kentucky. I ultimately went with Kentucky because of Stoops, but Heupel has asserted himself, and now he's consistently, after what he did last year and during COVID, now he's really rolling. He's got his guys in. They fit what he wants to do. The pieces work. They've got length and speed on the edges. I can't tell you how significant that is in this offense, Tim, when these guys outside are all six foot and taller for the most part, and they all can run. So now when they get on these deep balls down the field, he's, man, it's tough to defend you know, that kind of arsenal when it's coming at you. I'll say this. Does it strike you as odd that Bama, Bama was a bigger favorite in Knoxville than Georgia is in Athens versus this same Tennessee team. That Bama was a Because Bama was nine-point favorite yeah. against Tennessee in Knoxville. Georgia's only an eight-point favorite in Athens. Well, I think the market is still trying to catch up to what Tennessee is. Mm-hmm. And that's – you've heard the comparisons to 2019 LSU. And I don't know if that's completely fair because that is one of the best college football teams we've ever seen. But – the, the reason it's brought up is people couldn't catch up to LSU. Mm-hmm. And the public kept winning. And odds makers were hesitant to make these drastic changes because that's how they make a living. They don't, they don't make drastic changes. They have certainly tweaked Tennessee. But as you know, Brad Powers talked about on Tuesday's show, I thought that was a really interesting point that he made mm-hmm. about Alabama was a road favorite of nine at Knoxville, and now Georgia is a home favorite of eight. Tennessee has obviously improved. Tennessee won that game outright. I, you know, here's what I'm gonna say. I I do think Georgia wins. I am not touching the point spread because I, I know I, how good Tennessee is. If you give me eight points with the way Hendon Hooker is playing right now and the way Josh Heupel and Alex Golish are calling plays, I'm gonna take them. Now, listen, it's it's football, folks. I mean. There are things that could happen that you can't account for. Georgia runs the opening kickback, or, you know, they block a punt, scoop score. Like, there are some things that you can't account for. I, for one, don't think Stetson Bennett is nearly as good as Bryce Young. And Bryce Young had to play the game of his life to get Bam in a position to kick that field goal to beat Tennessee. Now, granted, they missed it, and ultimately Tennessee won. But I don't know that Stetson Bennett can make those plays consistently. I mean, we're going to find out. I know that defensive line at Tennessee, you're not going to line up and just run the ball down their throat. I don't think that's going to happen and, and, and win that way. So Stetson Bennett's going to have to make passes. Uh, the two tight ends, they, they are really, really good players. We're going to find out. Like, if you go back and rewatch Alabama-Tennessee, all I want you to do as you decide what you're going to do in this game is you go and look at how phenomenal Bryce Young was in the Bama-Tennessee game. And then I'm, I'm asking the question, can Stetson Bennett repeat that kind of performance? Because I think that's what it's going to take from the opposing quarterback to beat this Tennessee team because of how effective they are on offense. I, I mentioned this with Stanford Steve. If you guys didn't hear that segment, we will post it on YouTube. You can follow me at Real Sean King. You can follow him at One Tim Murray or follow our network at VEASAN Live. Tennessee is a real hurry-up offense. 
They are not one of these get to the offensive line, look to the sideline, plays run. No, Josh Heupel is calling the next play. You better get lined up because they're coming at you with speed. They're throwing the ball vertical. Hendon Hooker is making them right when everything else is wrong. This is a lot. I'm just telling you, Tim, this is a lot for that Georgia defense. You on Moneyline, Tennessee? I'm going to take the points because they're giving me the points. If the game was in Knoxville, I feel more. I feel better taking Tennessee on the money line. I'm, I'm, hey, you going to give me eight with this group? Thank you. We'll see. I could be wrong. It's football. I, Things happen. I, I said I'm not betting it. Yeah, I'm going to take Tennessee. I also am going to make a Tennessee to win a national title wager because if they do go to Athens and win, this 12-1 to 1 right now as it sits will be the best you'll ever see of a number for Tennessee to win it this year. Don't disagree with that. We'll get the thoughts of Bud Elliott. What way is he leaning on the big showdown on Saturday afternoon in Athens, Georgia, or Tennessee? He'll give us his thoughts next. Stick around right here on VSIN Primetime. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now and get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our Pro Picks daily recap of top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, Pro Tools like our exclusive betting splits, Pro Tips with actionable insights to up your betting game, Deep Dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Tulane Green Wave great Sean King, who is partying like it's 98 with his Green Wave back in the top 25 for the first time since he was the quarterback there. I am Tim Murray. Halftime of one Mac game as we speak six to nothing Bowling Green leading Western Michigan at the break and Central Michigan smoking Northern Illinois right now by a score of 21 to nothing still scoreless in game four of the World Series top of the second inning well if you like college football and hopefully you do because we talk a lot about it here on this show uh, then you need to make sure you subscribe to the cover three podcast it is great not only just college football but betting insight as well and the host of that is Bud Elliott he joins us right now at Bud Elliott three on Twitter Bud we appreciate you jumping on and let's uh, let's jump right into it we were just having a discussion about Alabama uh, excuse me about Tennessee and Georgia uh, Tennessee, rightfully so, number one in the college football playoff rankings. But catching eight on the road at Georgia, and BetMGM just threw out a tweet that 90% of the bets are on the dog. Uh, do you have a play on this game? And uh, if so, which way are you looking in uh, Georgia and Tennessee on Saturday? I, I, I do not have a play on, on this game yet. I, I If I was going to make one, I would really consider laying it with Georgia. I'm just going to wait this out, and maybe I can catch – a seven, maybe I can catch a seven and a half, and, and if I got a spot that I can buy to seven, you know, for a, a cheap price, I'd be interested there. Um, I, I think, I mean, this game kind of screams over, except for one thing. Tennessee so far in the red zone has been unsustainably historically good. They are 100% touchdown so far in goal-to-go situations, and I just don't think that's going to be sustainable every single game that they play, and. I think there are some things to like about Georgia here, right? They got to see how Alabama defended Tennessee. And they don't run the exact same defense, but the bones of that thing are kind of similar, right? Because Kirby came from Nick and Muschamp came from Nick. 
I think they probably at least have a base level understanding of what Bama was trying to do and what did and didn't work for Bama. And also, Georgia already faced Kent State, which runs this exact same Bryle system earlier in the year. So they've already had a week of repping this. I, I kind of think that, that Georgia is being slept on a little bit here, guys. I'd say this, but the difference to me is that Hypo and I think it's pronounced Golish, Alex's last name is how you say it, are really running oh. an up-tempo system. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's from Russia. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> They're really running an up-tempo <laughs> John, John. They're really running an up-tempo system. Like, they are trying to get the ball snapped within 10 to 12 seconds. Uh, Kent State, a lot of the other teams that have kind of mimicked this Brow system, they're more get hurry up and get lined up, look to the sideline, do we like to play, change it. And I think it's tough to prepare for Tennessee, one, because Hendon Hooker's playing at a Heisman level. That's why he's the Heisman favorite. But, two, they have a lot of length and speed at the wide receiver position. So, this is going to be fascinating for me. Just seeing can Kirby get his guys lined up consistently. No doubt about it. And, and Georgia lost Nolan Smith. They, they already really weren't a great pressure team on a down-to-down basis. Although, that's kind of deceiving because everybody gets the ball out pretty quick against Georgia because if you don't, we kind of know what happens. I, I agree with you that like Tennessee and, and, and Alex Golish there and, and Heupel are running like the purest form of the Baylor Bryle system, right? Everybody else is kind of tweaked a little bit. Tennessee's like, Hey, YOLO up tempo. We're going to run slot choice a lot. And we got a guy who's a big catch radius guy in Cedric Tillman. And we got a real burner in Hyatt and the offensive line is good enough. And it helps to have a dude who's 25 years old and Hendon Hooker <laughs> right. to make the dumb mistakes. Like I, I remember when Chris Winkie was, was quarterback in the Knowles, right? Uh, I mean, like, hell, if he doesn't get hurt, Tennessee probably doesn't have that title in, in 1998 because they got the face up shoes back up in the Fiesta Bowl uh, you know, 25 years ago. So I, I totally understand where people are coming from with Tennessee. I just think that the last time Tennessee had to go on the road, do they beat Pitt if they don't knock out Keaton Slovis? I don't know. I, I, like, Pitt was kind of giving them a pretty good game there. This is a little bit different system to run at home, too, I think. Uh, last thing I got for you on that particular game, but what's your opinion on Stetson Bennett? I went back and rewatched Tennessee-Bama. Bryce Young played a Heisman-winning game. If he doesn't, they're not even – that's not even a competitive ball game. Is Stetson Bennett – if this turns into if, – if Kirby's defense struggles like everybody else has, is Bennett capable of making the plays to go score for score? So I, I have all these uh, four-star reviews on, on, on iTunes. Uh, because I, I was not a Stetson Bennett fan last year. <laughs> Although my lone, I, my, my lone national title future from the preseason was Georgia 10-1, to 1, right? So I, I, I was a big Georgia fan last year. I really loved what they had on that team. I think Stetson Bennett is a good college quarterback. He's gotten better. He still has a little bit of that just sort of hammer hey, chuck it up thing in him, but he's a better athlete than people realize. He is kind of small. Uh, I, I think he could play well enough to score on his Tennessee defense. We're talking once again to Bud Elliott. Check out the podcast, Cover 3 Podcasts. A great listen. Uh, and also check them out on YouTube as well. Uh, at the, you know, I want to get to maybe the third biggest game of the week because we have Tennessee, Georgia. Number three would probably be Alabama, LSU. And maybe number two would be Washington State at Stanford. I mean, the crowd's going to be crazy. Uh, it's going to be going nuts on the farm there, Bud. Uh, but we're all about making money, and you did look at this uh, number here before we jumped on the air, and uh, we're intrigued in this one. So quickly, before we get back to the big boys, uh, what is a bettable spot here with Wazoo visiting the farm? Yeah, I, I think I would lay Wazoo uh, anything under six. I, 
Stanford's going to have to prove to me they're just not a dead team, right? Last week they had less than 100 yards before garbage time against UCLA. They continue to lose guys on the offensive line. I don't think your defensive line is really good enough to cause Washington State that much trouble, and I, I think Washington State can go in there and get stuff. All right, so yeah, I love Cameron Ward, too. So if you're out there and you haven't watched uh, Washington State quarterback Cameron fun. Ward play, he's a fun player to watch. All right, to the third biggest game of the weekend, which would be Alabama visiting LSU as we chat with Bud Elliott. Uh, Death Valley at night, big old number, both teams coming off a bye here, so there's no rest advantage one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> Brian Kelly doing his best all week to butter up Nick Saban, wishing him a happy birthday, which was interesting. Uh, the numbers. 13 and a half pretty much across the board, bud. Is this too many points for Alabama to be laying in Death Valley Saturday night? So my, my power numbers say it is definitely too many points, and I took some 14 when it opened quickly. But my matchup analysis says this is actually not too many points to be laying, and, and I think there's a couple things to look out for. Are we really sure LSU's offense is fixed, or is there some chance that like we know, we know Florida's defense is bad, right? They're dead last in the country on third down defense. Ole Miss's defense appears to have cratered over the last month, and I just maybe it, maybe in the moment we didn't realize quite how bad some of these defenses that LSU has, has faced in the last month really are. Bama's defense is still really good. There's only one team that truly lit them up, and that was Tennessee. And LSU doesn't run what Tennessee runs. But the main thing here that concerns me is that like. In knowing what some teams that have shut down LSU have done, they think those offensive tackles are a weakness on LSU's offensive line, right? Go back to that opening game in the Dome. Florida State ate those tackles alive. And we can, talk, we can kind of nitpick Bama. Maybe they're not quite as good as Bama from last year or the prior year. They still have a really good pair of edge rushers in Anderson and Turner. And so I think Nick's going to be able to get pressure here without blitzing. And we'll see how Jaden Daniels does if he has to read that out against seven defenders dropping. Yeah, I just don't see them containing Bryce Young. I mean, Bud, the two athletic quarterbacks that they played, Jordan okay. Travis and Hendon Hooker, those are LSU's two losses. Exactly right. And and, and Bryce is better than I, mean, both. I, I think so much. Yeah, and he's so much more accurate than both, you mm-hmm. know, and, and the ball's out quick. And, yeah, and I, I do like LSU's defensive front a bit. I know LSU was worried about their corners in the preseason, so perhaps uh, – Maybe that comes home to roost if some of these young banner receivers are able to step up. Uh, but I, my main thing here is it, if you can get pressure on Daniels with four, I, I like Nick Saban's chances in that when you have the best quarterback in the country on the other side of that. I will say this, though. Those Cajuns will have all day to be hydrated. It's going <laughs> it, to be, be loud. It'll be loud. That is uh, – oh, yeah, uh, my, my, my house is going to be interesting. My, my, my wife uh, went, went to LSU. So, uh, she's – uh, she's like, you took it. You took LSU. I was like, she's like, like, babe, why are you wasting our money? She, she's never confident against LSU. <laughs> uh, babe, it's, it's a math thing. You know, it's fourteen. I got to do it. You know. Hey, bud. Uh, before we let you run, we got about thirty seconds. I know you keep a very close eye on Florida State. The Nolcast is uh, is a very popular podcast that you do as well. Laying seven and a half against Miami. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think the main thing to watch here is, is the injury report for Miami. Is Tyler Van Dyke going to play? Uh, they also had three offensive linemen out for last game. Uh, FSU, I was betting against them on cover three almost every week in October because I hated FSU's injury report. They're getting a lot healthier. Miami's injury report appears to be going the wrong direction. Check out the cover three podcast. If Great you're a stuff, college bud. football fan, you need to listen. Bud, appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, be well. There he is. Follow him on Twitter also at Bud Elliott 3 We wrap things up next right here on VSIN. 
primetime. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> Attention BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus 
when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign up to your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued. As non-withdrawable site credit, site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call. 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Wrapping things up here on VSIN Primetime alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We've got Thursday night football tomorrow evening. The Houston Texans and the Philadelphia Eagles. What a tantalizing showdown. We will get there. Uh, the World Series, Sean, going on as we speak. Bottom of the second inning. Bryce Harper on first, courtesy of a walk. And uh, Alec Bohm at the plate, who went Bohm last night with a homer. I got Ryan Rothstein, though. He said he could see a couple solo homers, but overall he liked the under he seven did. and a half. So far, that's what it looks like. Uh, action, action going on right now. Bowling Green uh, starting the second half with a 6 nothing lead over. Uh, yeah, we need some points, uh, Falcons. We Western Michigan points. here. Uh, Sean laid the four and a half mm -hmm. with Bowling Green. Uh, in our rollover competition. Uh, I am on the other game taking the points with Central Michigan, who leads 21 to nothing at the half. And Femi Abebefe going money line. He's hot right, He's hot right now. Took the $330 or $330 that he uh, accrued, hypothetically, from the Ball State victory yesterday and rolled it right into Central Michigan money line. So he could be sitting at a Pretty good spot right now. Let me just do that. I know where his misstep is going to come, though. Where's I already that? know. He's going to get emotional, and he's going to either bet Stanford or Washington or something. And what? I don't think he has any allegiance They're going to let him down. He's a Pac-12 guy. Well, he's West Coast all the way. He's a Pac-12 guy. He will be sitting, if in fact uh, this comes home here tonight, he will be sitting with uh, $973.50. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm right at 500 uh, great call by him. Do I get credit for my uh, – and it looks like uh, Bowling Green has a chance to run Ooh. this opening kickback. This would be tremendous. Are there flags? Slide, little man. Slide. Don't let him get you. Oh. <laughs> Bowling Green runs the opening kickback to the – Inside the 20. Western Michigan 15, it looks like. Man, I wish he'd have scored. Bowling Green's been struggling in the red zone. Well, maybe they made some adjustments. Um do I get credit for my money line Central Michigan play or no? Okay, I'll stay with Bowling Green. Yeah. All right, just asking. You do not. Okay, just uh, asking. You have up until kickoff to uh, to make tweaks. If you wanted to make that official, we could have done that. But you rolled. Well, you, you're, you're still sitting all right, Bowling yeah, Green. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. Yeah, this is this is a marathon, not a sprint. Man on second, by the way. But I will give a shout out to Femi and uh, live bet tonight, which is the show that comes on after us. Mm -hmm. Great start. Uh, they did lose a soldier. Uh, Wes, uh, when I think, what do you take? Western Michigan first half. First half. It was three. Bowling Green kicked a field goal to. Uh, Femi will be our. Be Wes, Wes will buy back in tomorrow. You yes. are allowed five rebuys. Mm -hmm. And the highest you get is where you stand. Yeah. And we'll see who uh, gets knocked off their perch. Who will make, I mean, 
If Femi, by the way, I mean, you think about where you start with $100 hypothetically. Hey, I'm trying to put pressure on Jeff Benson. And Femi, seven, Femi could be sitting at $973 to roll over tomorrow. Yeah. Good That's for him. Good spot. I'm right there with him. Let's go, Femi. We're not stopping either. We're yelling YOLO. The, the objective of this is to make you guys money, but it's also we want to get to a point where our payout is like we won Survivor. <laughs> Like, we were still live, and we won Circa Survivors. So, six million bust, baby. If you get to six million, that would be, uh, that'd be something. I can see you trying to talk me out of putting three million and something on a Mac weekday game. I can see it right now. And Bowling Green with the touchdown. That's just what we needed. Way to start the second half. All right, Bowling Green, like to see it. My 40-to-1 future is uh, to win the Mac. Still alive, baby. At what number do you think I should consider... Like, and with the real bets. I don't know, Sean. Yeah. You are the only person who is. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Femi's <laughs> doing the same thing. <laughs> I just love the fact that you have already, you're already envisioning a, a decision to make. You've won $3 million. You've won. You're hopefully going to win your second bet. Here tonight and well, be in that, uh, you know, like, what, 360 range or something like well, that? Well, I have what I call a goal chart, Tim. I don't know what you do at your house, but I make my kids, hey, what do you want to be at this age? What do you want to, like, hey, man, we're on a path to greatness. So I approach this sports bet in the same way. All right. I mean, we want to be great. It's good to be able to walk upstairs and, you know, as you say, get a sandwich when I made my uh, Reds bet from uh, one of the fine establishments here at Circa. <laughs> But I want to be able to go to the Bugatti lot, you know, with a $100 start. And, you know, hey, I might not buy anything. I just want to have a ticket in my hand that says I could if I wanted to. You got to dream big, Ginger. Dream big, man. I keep things realistic. That's what I do. I mean, you're, you're about to get your second unless something crazy happens in the second half of Central Michigan I'm, I'm NIU. I'm feeling good. Well, me yeah. and you will be on the same level. That's right. I'll be feeling good. Yeah. Then you got to look ahead of tomorrow. What are we going to do? Are we going to do Thursday Night Football at the Eagles? Yeah. We're going to do – I'm looking at Eagles team total right now. That's what I'm looking at. I'm going to look at my guy. I'm looking Cam- at the Eagles team total. I think I'm looking at App State. Cameron Peoples. I like App State. Laying six tomorrow. I like it. Laying three. Oh, it went down? No. Never got to six. I thought it was six. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm staring right at it. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're at Coastal Carolina tomorrow. Yeah, so that would that's be a tough a... place to play. I might leave that alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a tough. But that Coastal team is not very Coastal good. Coastal is so Surprising. overrated this year. Well, they're not really overrated. They've been getting mollywopped the last couple of weeks. They started out good. Well, they're 7 and 1, too. So, yeah. But apps are favorite for a reason. I will see. I'm, I'm think, I'm, I think I'm leaning Eagles team total, but I may do a player prop. I don't know yet. Um, yeah, it's anything. Yeah, anything yeah. that you want to bet on the board. So tomorrow, obviously, the first touchdown score of the game. Yeah. yeah, you know if I'm feeling real frisky, you do your no touchdown bet. Yeah, maybe I'll do with the Eagles. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> that would jump me up. <laughs> that, if Sean, if you hit, can you imagine if that's 125 to one? Because I'll have about. Uh, in my hypothetical, what we went one nineties. You'll be like mid threes. Yeah, could you imagine if I hit that tomorrow? That'd be tremendous. You'll be at some if, if your bet hits, you'll be at three sixty four tomorrow. So I was on a team one year that was really good in football, and our motto was "Why not us?" Is that Tulane? Uh, I can get into specifics. You know, your high school. Team? Why not us? So that's the approach I want you to take in this contact. Why not you? I'm. I've read stories of I'm guys happy. that turn a hundred into. I'm, 
millions. Why not you, Tim? I don't know. It's the approach I want you to take. I want you to be optimistic. I want you to be I'm very happy. full of just energy and positivity. And you know, I, 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 I'm working on you. I'm for real. I'm working on you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Keep keep doing your seven leg parlay. I don't do seven leg. You've never seen a ticket of mine that has seven leg parlay on it. By Go the down. way, I'll say this: You always try to say that you know. Oh, I'm learning. You're learning from me. You don't do nearly as many parlays as you used to. That first day you'd walk in, you got five legs. I'm like, all right, that, that fifth leg's not going to hit. Well, see, I'm the kind of person that evolves, adapts, changes, improves, grows. Yeah, matures. Like, hey, absolutely, you should always be better this year than you were last year. But you year pretend like you're not. Anything you pretend you like you don't learn from me. I've never said that. If you give an opinion that's right, I give you all the credit. <laughs> I do. All right. I remember over the summer telling you Do you, you think I would have signed up to have a second season of a show with you if I didn't think you were awesome at your job? I don't think you and had you a choice. And you were smart. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I could have went and been a house dad. <laughs> Faith, you go work. I'm, t- um, I'm tired of Tim. <laughs> scoreless top of the third. Uh, by the way, it is Wednesday. We will have our primetime uh, confidence picks on Friday, but is there a college game? As all, We've done a lot of college talk tonight. I've got some gems for the weekend. What is jumping out at you right now? Uh, right now, I love, I'm loving Iowa. Okay. I am loving I Iowa plus four and a half. Low total of 41? I'm loving the Raiders. I'm telling you, if I'm going to have such a large wager on Raiders minus one and a half. If that doesn't come through, I'm going to have to stop drinking Pedialyte. I'm going to have to go back to Gatorade Powerade. I'm going to be able to afford it anymore. I'm going to be fading a gentleman by the name of Gunner Gun, Gun, Gundy. That's, uh, that's, that's what's going to happen with you, here tonight. You, you saw what Mike Gundy do to people that talk about his players. I you know. Be careful, man. Well, as long as he uh, loses to Kansas in a desperate spot for the Jayhawks, I can't believe after fading America's team and everyone yelling at me. By the way, we're at 2 and one fading America's team, Kansas. Now everyone's off the KU bandwagon. That's when we ride Jayhawks off a of bye. Come on, Jayhawks. Get it done. Get the bowl eligibility for the first time in 14 years. For Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Femi and West coming up next right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At-